everyone welcome to the chartbook podcast this is your host kushal mehra all right today's podcast is with rickel sutherland rickel is an actress storyteller dancer educator in jamaica england and canada she is currently serving as a volunteer on the board of directors for the ottawa storytellers she dedicates her life and her performances to her two beautiful daughters nia and malia and she strives to push her own perceived boundaries with regards to each performance and i'll give you guys a brief background as to where i met rachel sutherland as you guys know uh, almost the next day of me landing uh, in canada i had driven down to ottawa to to the great indian festival uh, organizing a panel uh, a discussion and a program where there were different storytellers and one of the storytellers was rickel for con- uh, full disclosure so my act was after rickel's and 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 after watching rickel perform i was like okay this is unfair <laughs> <laughs> this is so unfair because it was like Raquel's performance was uh, on a scale of 1 to 10 at 12 and then I was like and I remember looking at my wife and my wife looking at me and my wife's reaction was oh you're screwed and <laughs> 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 because my wife knows I'm not a storyteller so on that note Raquel thank you very much for coming on the podcast you're welcome thanks for having me Kushal All right, Rickel. So this is your first time, and I'll request you. I know I did read the brief introduction, but if you could tell everybody a little bit about yourself, your journey, uh, it would be wonderful. Okay, so again, I am Rickel Sutherland. Um, I'm from Jamaica, and I came to Canada about like this is like eight years ago or so. And when I came here, I came with my my daughter and my husband, but he's no longer with me. So. he's lost <laughs> but anyways um so when i came here i joined um i started i came here as a student so it was a bit of a struggle coming to to canada the starting over i was a teacher and i had to start all over again because they don't recognize um even though i studied in england they didn't recognize us but uh it it has been it it has its ups and down and i'm glad i made the change to come here because now um as a single mom now um i have many struggles but it it was worth it in the end and then um it so happened that one day i went to oh i got into storytelling i went to do a shoot for ottawa storytellers during when the pandemic was kind of lifting and from there i just started getting discovered but before that i i i studied performing arts at excelsior community college in jamaica and then i got a scholarship and went to england and from there that's when i just launched but now i'm like a teacher back and forth so yeah Awesome, awesome. So, Rickel, just to give you a brief background. So, uh, obviously, today's podcast is going to be about you know Jamaican culture, Jamaican arts, and and trying to understand the nuances of Jamaican culture. But um, at least that's where a full disclosure: uh, the love <laughs> of Indians for West Indies stems from a sport that both the both the parts of the world play. That is cricket. Cricket. <laughs> yes. So, and and let me tell you and i think it's pretty much the same even today with the current generation because uh, if almost at least in my generation almost everybody i used to meet 
their favorite team outside of team india because obviously if you're in india you're naturally always attracted to team india but everybody's favorite team was west indies yeah. everybody everybody lo- loved the loved the west indies and it was if india is not playing uh, you know it has to be the west indies and obviously today one of the most famous west indian uh, i think he's retired now but he was a superstar in india it's christopher gale chris gale is very yeah. famous i mean i think he's one of the most loved people in india they love him they they, they adore him so so the love for the the caribbean <laughs> islands in india is actually not just skin deep it's a soul deep and 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 they actually genuinely uh, admire that culture i think it's the song and dance but but if i was to say how, what what obviously you know the caribbean islands are different countries by itself mm-hmm. coming together only when they i guess play sport or some sports because i guess it's only in cricket uh, if i know that they come together to represent uh, together because uh, otherwise you have usain bolt is obviously jamaican and he represents jamaica he doesn't mm-hmm. represent the caribbean islands and so maybe we start with the with the background and history of jamaica let's let's start there so how how do the islands come up and how what's the story there Okay so Jamaica is um you know how we came about with the Taino's first was living in Jam- in Jamaica and then when the colonizers came they basically killed off every one of them and so when they colonized Jamaica Jamaica had most persons most of our ancestors i would say came from like Nigeria and Ghana and so when when they came about um just a brief history they came on the slave trade and we were you know colonized and we were enslaved and stuff like that so we came about um just having that strong roots from our nigerian and ghana culture and jamaicans we are very proud and we are very um strong most of the they say the rebellious slaves then were like the maroons who fought and went on went to the hills and they they lived there but after the colonizers killed off most of the taínos and the, and the slaves came to jamaica it so happened that indians now when when slavery was about to abolished and stuff Indians came to Jamaica, Indians, German persons from Germany, all over the world came to came to Jamaica and they kind of settled there. And so we have a strong Indian root too in Portland. Most of our Indians too, I think, lived there. So they we have a strong root of Indians. So we are close to Indian our Indian culture as well. And I perf- I love the Indian culture to be honest. I love the food, everything. Yeah. So, so it's very interesting that uh, I think even a significant community of the in, uh, of Indian origin over there was also brought in as indentured laborers, if I remember. Right, right, the indentured laborers. They were getting too little to no money, yeah. basically when they came there. But you know, slavery was abolished, but not so much mm-hmm. at that time when the Indians came. But they were getting little to nothing for working because the, the the colonizers still wanted persons to work on their plantation. So that's why they came there so so uh, and and correct me if i wrong if i'm wrong but i i guess the highest uh, uh, concentration of people of indian origin i think they're proud caribbean uh, members now i recently was in a talk with uh, 
Dr. Gandev Maharaj, who's from Trinidad and Tobago. And, you know, he's a proud uh, Caribbean Hindu. He always says, I'm a proud Caribbean Hindu. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and uh, so I guess the major concentration was in Guyana, Trinidad, or, or Jamaica also has a significant Indian population. Yeah, Jamaica is a really significant because I remember my friend, she lives in Portland and she talks about the Indians living there, a lot of them. So most of them, I believe, is populated um, down that side in Portland. Mm, that that's that's interesting. And you know what's fascinating is that I did not know about this. Obviously, my wife uh, put me across to this. <laughs> so the Indians in in the Caribbean islands they have their own genre of music too. It's very different from the Indian music. It, it's called Soka Chutney, and they have their own music, and it's very Caribbean. Obviously, they have taken all the Caribbean. It's a uh, mixture. Yeah, it's 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 an absolute blend, and 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 I was shocked. I did not know about it. The way they have their weddings is very different. The way we have our weddings, I mean, we have dance, but their dance is Caribbean. They they have the Caribbean dance in their weddings, and we have the Indian dances in our weddings. So so it's 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 fascinating uh, how Chutney music is, and they have. Uh, the, so the only time you can say, okay, yeah, they're doing this Indian thing is when they sing the actual wedding songs that they have maintained, just like we would do in India. From from a particular part of India, I think a lot of Indians who came to the Caribbean islands were from Bihar and Uttar Pradesh. They are provinces in India, uh, and uh, that's where uh, the the songs come from. And they'll sing the folk songs of the other wedding songs. But back to uh, the Jamaican culture. So if 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 somebody was to come over there and they were they were asking you, okay, give me an introduction into. Uh, the different aspects of Jamaican culture. There's the first thing that uh, you know hits them obviously uh, for everybody is music. And when you talk about music, I don't even need to take the the great one's name. I mean, everybody knows mm -hmm. him. Yeah, it, it, nobody needs to take his name. Everybody nobody. knows him. Nobody <laughs> needs it. So, 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 what what is the journey of uh, Jamaican music as such? Um. Well, I kind of learned this in 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 school from. You know, we had reggae music, but we have rock steady. We have all kind of music, but it is throughout the ages, and it all depends on to to rock steady reggae to dance all to all of that. And um, how it came about was it depends on the it was about the mood and the how the people used to behave at that time. So you know how dance all now it's mostly. Guns. Almost every music you can hear hear about it's um it's dancing. It has to be doing with dancing, but you know you hear all sort of things happening in that music, and so it. Some people would say that it stems from being calm to kind of you know rock steady as the music suggests to to reggae beat and then dance hall coming out to like. I don't know if it's if I should say the word like rebellious. So my Jamaican people don't come at me, but <laughs> but um, <clears throat> that's where it 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 stems from. Over the years, the music changes, and people evolved, and different things happen. But for the reggae music, where Bob Marley, of of course, they talk about Bob Marley, Peter Tosh, and um, Bunny Whaler, but you know those kind of people. We talk about them often, and Bob Marley's song is like the world stage music, One Love. You know, it's like I up there. So, 
Yeah, I think Bob Marley has done for music what very few people could do. Uh, his impact on 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 the global uh, uh, global music industry as an artist, uh, very few people can realize. Like, I I think he's huge in India. I, I'm sure uh, he's going to be big in 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 the Western world too. I mean, you, people sing his songs and sing his uh, and cre- keep creating new renditions of his music all the time. But is there something, let's say, if I was to say uniquely folk for uh, in the folk genre too, that uh, which is maybe separate from uh, what Bob Marley and many other artists today are doing? Because obviously you have the influence of, uh, let's say, modern instruments. Uh, uh, instrumentation is very different today. But let's say, like, for example, in India, we have a proper folk music genre. The folk artists, you know, they still create... A, instruments out of uh, natural products uh, all those instruments are used even today and the singing is very different i i would not say it's absolutely classical it's semi classical uh, there is classical indian music which is also ancient but there is semi classical indian music which has a which has a mix of uh, folk uh, styles and classical singing blended together and they have their own unique way of doing it so is there something like that in in jamaica too where there are different genres in music yes we yeah we we do we have it and in fact some of our our folk our folk songs and our folk dances um it's used at different times like I know the dinky minute they used to say it used when someone dies and some song like those kind of songs like the, the folk songs but we have what we call jcdc jamaica cultural development commission and that that is kind of helping us to keep our our music our folk songs and all of that alive so it's kind of what I knew when I was younger and my parents and their parents' parents knew new folk songs way back when was they knew from now it's kind of dying. It's dying out because we are becoming, we are becoming so modernized that we are taking on more of the European um, culture instead of actually developing and keeping our culture. And so we have people like Amina Blackwood Meat, she's she's a great storyteller in Jamaica too. She she helps to keep our culture alive. JCDC, Jamaica Cultural Development, they you can you can they do songs and dance and poetry and stuff to help actually keep it. We had um Jankuno. Our Jankuno was like you have the the belly. The, the the belly the belly woman you have mask parades like where well, you have mask parades here we used to have those things and so i'm not well i've not been back to jamaica in a long while and um so i don't i don't know if the, that still continues but i know when jcdc does have their festival they tend to actually have those kind of characters the junk on a character involved inside so to keep the culture and to help children younger children learn what our culture was and stuff like that so um uh, uh, we do right. have it. so so i guess so another thing uh like is is jamaican culture like of, like you mentioned uh most of the people uh who came uh in the early years uh during the slavery times uh 
So did they bring their old faith systems with them uh, to Jamaica? Or by the time uh, the migrations happened, uh, the Jamaican population that is today was by and large Christian uh, overall? Or, or is there the... the it, can you see the roots to the old faith systems uh, uh, existing anymore? Or are they completely wiped out now? Um. From I can only speak from my experience and and what I've seen over the years too, but um in I think Jamaica has changed where our religion is con- concerned from our pa- our foreparents been brought brought to Jamaica, um they have been they they change because what happens you know when you're colonized you're going to have to learn learn the master's way. And when they were taken from, from Africa, which is mostly Nigeria and Ghana, they kind of, the colonizers loved Ga- Ghanaians and, and, and the Nigerians because when they were coming on the trade, they felt as though their, their, mortali- their mortality rate was, was more than, um, than others. So they weren't dying as fast as the others. So they loved Nigerians and Ghanaian. When we came, our language kind of changed, but it had a, a lot of impact with our, our language. For example, Niam, I heard that Niam, when you say Niam, it means eat, but that's like a, a, a Nigerian way to, to mean eat. So our language changed, and then we began to speak what we call Patwa. It's spelled P-A-T-O-I-S. So we spoke Patwa, and that's a mixture of different languages, Germany, English, all sorts of languages. So our, our thing have changed over the years, our religion, getting to our religion, it changed over the years. We are now focused on more Christianity than, than anything else. You may find a little bit of Drew or other persons, Muslims here and there, but Christianity is our main focus. And in fact, our churches, we have more churches in Jamaica per square mile than anywhere else. Wow. In the world. So we have a lot of churches. And then I always wonder, my forefathers, when we, before they knew Jesus, I'm a Christian, by the way, but before they knew, before we were colonized and given the Bible and everything, what were we doing before so they would call it voodoo and obia that's what i think they would call it voodoo and obia so that and i don't so, <laughs> no no i i completely understand which is very fascinating so but so now you're in canada and obviously you're a christian and you come over here and you see how christianity is practiced over here is mainstream Canadian Christianity different from how it was practiced in Jamaica? Did Jamaican Christianity have its own unique cultural roots with its own way of celebrating uh, the festivals? Or it's pretty much the same or it's, it's, it's something. So I'll tell you, uh, like in India, you, you, you drive 100 kilometers here or there and the way Hinduism is celebrated changes completely. It's, it's very different. We have different, but the Hindu way is that we are fine with pluralism. We are fine with different ways of celebrating, uh, or in my case, like I'm a disbeliever. Uh, but even I am considered to be a Hindu in the larger Hindu pantheon, 
like even disbelievers are called hindu now mm. so so is jamaican christianity in that sense different from mainstream western christianity or they're pretty much the same uh, so how has been your how's your experience been um i find there's no when okay so when i used to go to church in jamaica i find that my pastor actually he i think he was actually a christian <laughs> he was actually a christian over here i find it's more they're preaching more about money prosperity preaching honestly it's more prosperity preaching than anything else i've ever seen and jamaicans we my pastor i see where when you give your tithes and your offering i see where it actually goes to the people over here for some churches when i go i see where it goes into buying cars and houses and <laughs> lands and all these things and i don't see much people benefiting from the christianity here that's what i see i may be wrong so don't come at me people i may be wrong for some people but i think they're more prosperity preachers than anything else i hardly go to church now because when i go i just feel like i am going and i'm coming back the same i'm not seeing where sick are being healed and the word of god is like literally being preached it's more too much prosperity preaching for me that's me so so i guess capitalism got to the church too that's got to the church man <laughs> capitalism got to the church i'm not speaking bad on the church but it's just what i see you know what i'm saying <laughs> it is it is so wrong <laughs> so so uh, have you ever tried to maybe uh, discover your ancient roots or or maybe go back try to read about uh, what your ancestors were what their faith systems were like or have you tried to incorporate some of those things in your in your own life you know i tried and then going back now i heard why are you indulging in so in such cultism or whatever they call it and why am i barking up things from the devil and all of these things i've been i heard it all when i'm trying to go back to my roots and and trying to find it it is cult it is it is of the devil it's not of god and like i said it's like black people are practicing obi and voodoo and we're not practicing the real religion which is jesus christ and our faith you know so i don't know i i kind of stopped because i became afraid <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. But, now yeah. now Rekel, let's talk about the thing that I love the most when I when I came across uh, okay, let's talk about storytelling. So how how did you get into storytelling and and maybe let's uh, tell us a brief background about uh, Jamaican storytelling now. How how does it come up because uh, these story stories how far uh, how far back do they go? And uh, what are the origins of these stories? Let me say, you know, storytelling Storytelling starts from you are born basically. I think because when a child comes home and from school and he starts telling stories about hey mommy you know this boy did that or whatever it's story. We just kind of formulate it and put it into into books and we put things and we we change the wording and make it so nice and sweet but everyone tell has a story to tell the life you live is a story 
And how I, be, how I came a lover of storytelling. We used to say that in Jamaica or in, the, in Africa, there's a proverb that says, when a, a person, an elderly dies, it's like you lost an entire library because that person's mind was what you wanted to hear from. They didn't, we have, didn't have books or things back there. So when I, get into, when I got into storytelling, it was from my grandfather. My grandfather loved to tell stories. And I remember most times we weren't rich. We didn't grow, grow up rich. And I cherish those moments now because we had a beautiful moonlight. That's when pollution wasn't so much. We still have the beautiful moonlight. We would go out and you know how you love crickets? We play cricket in the moonlight. We used to play ring games, dance, sing. And my grandfather, we would sit down and we tell stories. Now, most times they'll tell doppy stories and you can't sleep at night. So doppy stories is ghost. We say ghost. That's how we call doppy. And we tell stories at night and we go to, when you go to bed, you can't sleep. And so those stories became, began and it become, I became so fascinated with how they, they were telling the stories, the actions, everything, the ring games. I loved it. I love playing a part in my culture that way. And my grandfather was, was good at telling stories, I believed. And, um, so the, the children, we come up every night, somebody would tell a story, whatever. So they will try to find the scariest story to tell you at night. And the ones who, who succeed at that, you know that nobody, everybody has to pack into, into one small bed because everybody was now afraid to sleep by themselves. So we had to literally pack into a, a small bed to sleep because we're, we're telling a lot of stories. And so my grandfather, um, on the stories under the moonlight for me started under the nice moonlight, stars and everything. And when I became, when I grew up now, I went to college and then I met this, this great storyteller, Amina Blackwood Meeks. She's a good storyteller in Jamaica. Um, she told me a story, Dora and the Aki. And I remember that story just stuck to me, the way in which she was telling it. And it was just effortless. And from there, I began to say, you know, I loved doing this thing. I love telling stories. I love when seeing when, ch when children are in the circle and I will just sit down and tell them a story and how they are fascinated, the oohs, the ahs, the uh, scariness and everything. So that for me was just how I became, I got into storytelling from that. And so then... So mm -hmm. these stories, I just have a question. These stories are uh, formulated from the time uh, uh, the community comes from Nigeria or these stories are from the time they have uh, landed uh, in, in, in Jamaica and the, these stories are about the Jamaican experience? Um, you know, most of them, are, some of the stories, like Anansi, Anansi is from the Guyanian people. The Anansi, the spider, he was the he was a human, he was a um he had human form and he was a spider too. And so Anansi the spider, when um we you know when Jamaicans take anything, we kind of mix it up and it's like Chinese telephone. You can hear you hear somebody telling somebody, you whisper something into someone, and by the time it reaches the last person, then it all changes. So I think that's what happens. 
over the years, um, our stories was a strong part of our culture. Our ancestors used to use stories to actually get away. The masters, the backer masters, we call it, did not understand. Even our quilt, when they put the quilt on the line, that was a story. The way you cornrow your hair, that was how the, the, the slaves got away. Because the cornrows in our hair was a path that you should take. And the, 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 the quilt on the, hung on the line, however it was hung on the line, it shows that you must either go for the runaway slaves, you can either go or you should stay. It was a message that was sent out. So our message was in stories. It was in telling songs because some of the songs was those were like telling a story where the backer masters would be coming and you are singing. The backer masters, I call, call, they are colonizers, but we call them backer masters. So they would be, we would be singing a song. We would be singing a song and they don't know what the song is about. And that was one of our, that was how we spread our messages through, through the songs, through the stories, and um, through our here. So these things are very important in our culture. And if Black people just recognize how strong we are as a people, then, you know, we, we can overcome a lot of things. But our song stories, yeah. So did the stories also talk about the struggles of the colonized by the colonizers? Yes. Are there any stories like that? If 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 you don't mind you can share them too. Um there there is there is the stories are kind of because we use animal characters to actually formulate those stories. So in in terms of the the backmaster's stories and stuff, people can make up their own like stories but most of the songs was to get away and stuff like that i don't really know a story that caters people do tell stories about about their their experiences and so those colonizers <clears throat> and stuff so they tell their stories but the songs the songs was mostly what i what i had learned about um how to get away the messages that are inside of the songs and and stuff like that. So those songs I know. So I can sing a song for you and tell you. Please do, please yeah. do, please do. So one goes, a chichibodoy, some of them mahala, some bala chichibodoy, some of them mahala, some of blackboard, some of them mahala, some of some junko, some of them mahala, some of a chichibodoy, some of them mahala, some So it means when, when my ancestors are out in the field and they want to rest for a while. And um, they could not rest. They had to keep working and picking the, the cottons and, and, and so that they could sell it or give it to their, their masters. Now, whenever one of them wants to rest, maybe there's a pregnant woman on the, 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 in the field and she wants to rest, they would sing out whenever the, the, the masters are coming, they would say, Achichibodoy. So they start that song to, to show that, A, they are actually coming. 
So that was how one of the song, the songs came about. So it was to inform that Achichibodoy, some of them Allah, some of So the masters thought they were singing the song because of a bird and stuff like that. But it wasn't because of the bird. It was because of them coming and they were alerting the other slaves that, hey, you need to start working and get get up from your rest, that kind of thing. It's fascinating. So, so a song comes up so that they can help their fellow people uh, and uh, they can actually escape the colonizer while they're mm -hmm. being colonized. Right. Fascinating. And now... Uh, but do you think most Jamaicans would know the history behind the song? Like the average Jamaican living in Jamaica would know the song or they just know it as a song now? I I think I think um now we have lots of drama teachers and teachers inside of the schools who can teach them these things. And like I said, Jamaica Cultural Development Commission, JCDC, is one of the medium where they can learn about their histories, the songs and um the quilt and all of those things that were used. All right. So uh, when it comes to storytelling, uh, it, it's it's only uh, like the one, the story you mentioned uh, during when we met. Uh, all right. So obviously that story can't be narrated here because we need so much music and, and, and things. <laughs> so we need music and many other, uh, many other instruments along with that. But, but if I was to say, so what, uh, maybe a story that does not need uh i guess uh, music involved but it, it it can still be narrated is there something like that could you share that with us like the average what what would a average jamaican kid be hearing to be what say that again what is the average what what's the story a young jamaican kid would be told while growing up in jamaica um for me i was told like i said i was told mostly ghost stories Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so the Jamaicans like to scare the children. Up. Oh, yeah. At <laughs> nights because they want, especially when they want to go to bed, they tell them to go to bed and they can't sleep. And our grandparents are out on the veranda, which is like you guys call it balcony or stuff, but we call it veranda. Oh, um, we, do it. we call it the veranda too. Okay, good. All right, good. So, yeah, we go out and the, when they're out on the veranda, they're always sitting out on the veranda, especially when the moon is bright. And we will t they will tell a lot of, of, of ghost stories and stuff. Um, but I can share a story with you. Sure, please. Yeah, this one is called, Oh, Crab Lost Its Head. Ah. Did you know that crab don't have any head? <laughs> <laughs> Did you? I don't know. Ah, see? Now, this story is Oh, Crab Lost Its Head. And... When I came to Canada, I kind of asked somebody like, you know, what do you do when a person dies? And she was like, well, we don't do nothing. We just bury them. But not in Jamaica. In Jamaica, we have music, food, and everything. So nine days after the person dies, nine days, we would have called a nine-night. And so... After the nine night, then you call a setup a week. So the, before, the night before the person buries, then you have this big celebration and you would call it, um, they call it the Dinky Mini celebration. So, but Dinky Mini is kind of a dance where you have to put your knees together and kind of move about and stuff. That Dinky Mini and the song, the song will go, 
Kuma famati belli, kuma famati belli, kuma famati belli, kuma famati belli, mati belli aguava jelly, kuma famati belli. So that song, I'll tell you what it means in a bit. So now, Dinky Mini, so the Dinky Mini dance, Jamaicans, like I said, are very proud people. If you're dancing the Dinky Mini, and your parents catch you. And nobody not dead. You're in serious trouble. Because that dance is so when somebody dies. And so, you, the mother, your parents will say to you, if I catch you dancing that song one more time, I would put your head down on the block. And you say, but after me no crab. And so... That is how I'm going to tell you how Crab lost his head. Now, long ago, Crab used to, Crab father was the head chief maker. And so Crab father would make every kind of head. He would make head like yours. He would head make head like mine. He would make doctor heads, lawyer heads, ball heads, head with gray hair, head with long hair, head with... All sort of head crab, ma crab father used to make. And so crab father was born at a time when it was BC, before computer. So crab father was born before computer. And people born in those times usually tell people, you know, tell their children, come and learn the skills. They would tell the kids, come and learn the skills. And crab he was born A.D. after that. And so crab children who born after that, D.A.T., that is that in Jamaica. Children who born after that, them was what we call hard ears. They don't listen. Their ears tough. They can't listen. And so when they were born in that time, they believed that, hey, you know, they're not supposed to learn anything much. They are always on the computer and everything. But Crab Father decided that he wanted to, to teach his son how to make head. But you know, kids nowadays, Crab Sonny was like, no, daddy, he, I think we should, you know, globalize and um, diversify and all of these things. And so he began to say, while we don't need two head makers in the family, we need want to sell the head and want to actually make the head. And so they had a big business booming. And Crab Father was making heads and Crab Son was going about to sell the head. And so they had a nice business and they went to the market and Crab, Crab Son went to the market to sell the head and he sell off all the head. He made enough, enough, enough money. He made money and he put it in his left pocket and he made money and put it in his right pocket. And he made money and put it all over. And so he said, yes, he made a lot of money that Saturday because market was booming. And so when he sold off, sold off all the eggs, the heads, and when he was going home, this nice gentleman came to him and he was like, Crab, 
I'm coming, man, to get some head, man. I had to buy because I have this nice party I want to go to. And he was dressed in his nice suit and his bow tie and everything. And so he wanted a head to match it. And he said, what kind of head do you have? And Crab said, no, man, I don't have no head. I sell them all off. And he said, but Crab, man, I go into the party and I need to look good. I need a nice head. And Crab said, no. I don't have any head. I sell them off. And he said, how much did you make at the, at the market? Crab said, I made enough, 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 enough money. And he took it out and he looked and he said, I made enough, enough money. And he said, you know, if you can, if you give me your head, I will give you double the price. And Crab's son looked at it and he said, oh. He thought about it for a while and he said, all right. He checked the money and he said, oh, if I double it, I will get enough, 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 enough money. And he said, all right, I will give you my head. But then he thought, how would he, you know, walk home and see to go home? So he took out the eyes, two eyes, and he tipped it on his shoulder. And he started walking like this. And he gave it to the man. And he said, all right, I'm going home with enough, enough, enough money. But when Crab reached the cross part, the walkway to reach home, he heard the song, Kuma Famati Beli, Kuma Famati Beli. People was dancing to the dinky mini. So Crab started wondering, then who died over there? Because he knew that it was a dinky mini. When the dinky mini plays, that was when somebody dies. And so as Crab came closer, he heard the music louder and he said, Kuma Famati Beli, Mati Beli, Aguava Jelly. When crab reach, who you think died? Just a crab. Crab father died. Whoa. And crab never learned how to make head. And mm. so that is how crab is now walking these days without a head. When you see him walking like that. Kuma famati belly. Kuma famati belly. So I think you should learn to make something from your parents and keep your own head. Keep thinking, man. <laughs> That's wonderful. Uh, I wish, uh, you know, especially uh, if the cultures that we have and uh, we have this uh, over overbarging thing that we have to listen to our elders no matter what. And actually, this is a good story where we should listen to our elders. Yes. But we should also, you know, use our brains. It's actually a perfect story because uh, a lot of uh, uh, the listeners of my podcast are actually between that age group, group of 18 to 25. And in Indian culture, we tend to listen to our parents even uh, a long, 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 long time. And and it, it's a good and a bad thing. At times, I feel we, we need to break the shackles too. So, mm -hmm. so in that sense. Now, let me take a few questions over here because a lot okay. of people have started having. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe you would. Is the Taino population still living in Jamaica? If, or is the interaction between the Tainos? Uh, I uh, heard the Tainos. I heard they died out. The, when they came to colonize Jamaica, I heard all of them died out. Mm -hmm. They killed all of them. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Ah, it's terrible. So these stories, somebody has asked that, that Raquel is talking about. Are there like references or, or is there, are they, or, or are just, these stories are just oral traditions from the beginning and they've just carried on and on and on and on. Yes. Some of them are old traditions from the beginning. 
and carried on as well as people use like for me my, my story that you heard mongoose and the calabash mm-hmm. i use that story as um as a as a lesson to teach children so i kind of use the characters anansi mongoose and mass bedwood in my culture there's a song that's that that was it mongoose mongoose the song that you heard in the mongoose and the calabash so mm-hmm. people make make up stories from what they have gone through and what they're hoping to teach and from our culture that what we have learned about our culture like anansi anansi is like a god is like a deity god in 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 africa so people use the stories and kind of make their make it their own but most of them is from our tradition that we grew up grew up with because i grew up listening to anansi stories too and um that's how i get into into it so so talking about deities so there are no local deities anymore left like the tribes that came from nigeria did they not bring their local deities now it's all about christianity then the no the local deities is completely gone i think the maroons kind of practices their own their own thing in the hills i think they kind of practice their own thing um so if ever you want to i think it's what the maroon the maroon town in mm-hmm. portland or you know there is um you can go there and you can learn stuff from the maroons but it's kind of a sacred ground i went i, I think i went to maroon town once and um it is it is it is an experience that you can have but the deity i think it somehow it's it dies it dies out as i said before sometimes they call it obia voodoo i yeah. know it's a, unfortunately and it's a, it's a sad thing that uh, colonialism has left such a scar on the psyche of people that people can't even celebrate their own culture now and and, and sometimes i mean this is this is this is the processes that different societies you know and this is one thing i would say is different in india is that this culture while colonized kept its faith it kept oh. its faith yeah yeah i mean we did have the the faith from outside coming in but still the native lands faith is still the dominant faith in india there's a movie on on, on netflix called rrr oh wow It's you a... also watched it i love that movie like i rated love it oh my god i can't talk about that movie forever i love it oh my oh god. god i love it oh. i love it <laughs> you're, you're gonna have a few more indian fans now rickel that you love rrr <laughs> oh my gosh i love it i go i i put it all up and said people go watch this movie go watch it go watch it i shared it all over i watched it twice and i'm oh, going to wow. watch it again <laughs> I love that movie. Oh my god. I I was I was on the edge of my seat. Oh my I goodness. love it. Yeah. So, I wish uh, I was in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So somebody has asked uh, about environmental issues in Jamaica. Is there any work uh, or are there any efforts in Jamaica to save the environment? Because I guess a, a significant chunk of the of the land uh, over there is also related to environmental issues. Is, is there any concern over there dealing with the environmental changes, uh, with climate change and all of that? Is there, is, there, is there a cultural effort from the locals in, in Jamaica to, to make sure to do something about it? There are persons who who kind of go around and trying to educate people on the environment. But I I personally don't believe that much is being done towards it. And it's because mainly it's political based. Now getting too much into the political aspect, but if we can if we can turn each parties, like most persons of the JLP, the PNP, those are kind of the two rule main, in, main parties. If they focus more on climate changes and, and things like that, the, I don't think the focus is really there, to be honest. Um, it's political wars and, and, and stuff. Ugh. Man, I could get in that for days, but I don't want to get in too much, you know? Yeah. But, um, Cult, uh, climate change and people, some persons are there. The effort is not there, you know, money wise and people wise to actually cover it. But it's it's not. I, it's 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 sad, but it's not. They need they need more help. They need more education towards it. It is it it, it is a bad state actually, because sometimes we have where the dump where our dump is. We don't, we don't, you know, in Canada where we, we put boxes in one, we kind of organize where we should put our fruits and our vegetables, they spoil and everything, the word slipping, but we organize our, our garbage. And so in, not in Jamaica, everything goes into one place and it, it, it just goes down the drain like that. So. Mm. Not much effort has been done. So, so, so somebody has asked, are there any influences of uh, Caribbean music on the mainstream African-American music industry or, or it's the other way around? It's now the mainstream African-American music industry influencing the Caribbean music industry. Which way is the tide towards more, if I was to ask that? Um, I'm not most, mostly a dancehall or, you know, out there kind of fan, but... I think Jamaica is kind of holding their own where it comes on to their, their, their music. A lot of persons love our dance hall, our reggae and stuff. So I think they're holding their, their own. As for maybe buying out, selling out some of them, they have incorporated some like African culture because there's a song called Ambala, Manashatkala, that song. I think it 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 sounds African and it sounds Caribbean and it it so it they kind of the genres kind of come together and they blend they blend it it depends on how they want to do their music right but I think Jamaicans are very brilliant people and they they can come up with anything if they came up with rock steady reggae and um and dancehall, they, they, I'm sure there's more genres to come, with in terms of in terms of their kind of beats. So they might call it a fusion between um, um, African, African USA and the Caribbean. 
so they can they can do that all right rekel before we wrap it up i can't end the discussion without talking about jamaican food full disclosure the only thing i know about it <laughs> i love so, indian food too <laughs> the the, uh, the, uh, the one thing that i have uh, uh, i don't i don't eat. so there's a particular kind of chicken it's called jamaican jerk chicken jerk and, chicken yeah so, so i love that i've had it multiple times in fact let me somebody has just said that in in india in a city in southern india in the state of karnataka in the province of karnataka to to make it even clearer for you um there is a restaurant they say and uh you know ve- the caribbean islands cricketers when they come and play in india they play cricket in in the local leagues or uh, or uh, or for the national team the 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 west indies national team they tend to frequent this uh, jamaican you know jamaican food restaurant so so what 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 is your regular jamaican food like so maybe people have not had it okay so we have we have our national dish is called akki so our our national fruit is akki and so the saltfish so we we put together the saltfish aki and saltfish and all the saltfish came about we used to eat aki with just about anything roast breadfruit you have you know what breadfruit is mm-hmm. you're going to look up for it man you taste a piece of fried breadfruit or roast breadfruit with the aki then um the saltfish came about because jamaicans used to trade we used to trade but then when we trade to other countries they never the persons they trade back saltfish instead of giving us the money i would say oh is this what it is but jamaican we love to take our anton fashion that is that means we use our hand and make anything we we get what we whatever we are get whatever and we are dealt we are going to use it to something good and so that's how they started putting the aki with the codfish the saltfish and we call it aki and saltfish and we realize it's nice and it's tasty you mix it with your sweet peppers your onions or whatever you want to do with it and you make your aki and your saltfish saltfish dish you eat it with dumplings you eat it with um the breadfruit bread, roast breadfruit or fried breadfruit and plantains or any anything you want to eat with it boiled bananas anything so that's our national dish aki and the aki is a fruit but The, that aki is also poisonous so if you're if you don't clean it properly you can actually die from it so you have to know someone who who can clean that because if you don't take out there's a red thing inside of it you don't take that out and you don't clean out that aki and the seed to you can you can die from it so you have to be careful how you eat that the jerk chicken is not jerk chicken like what you see here where people just put it in their oven and say oh and put jerk sauce and it said no Jerk chicken is like an experience, man. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Listen, <laughs> jerk chicken has to do with a pan. We have this iron pan, like, and we put a like a grill on it, and it's you can smell it from miles away when the chicken is jerking. And so that is where you get your natural jerk chicken from. that's how we jerk the chicken not no oven jerk with salt with just the sauce on it that's how you get the natural jerk chicken so the food there rice and peas funny enough when i went to england and um i was studying there and i went to the cafeteria and i'm like there's no food here and they're like and they're like what do you want to eat i said rice and peas and they're like okay we'll make it for you come the next day 
there's a rice over here and there's a peas over there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm like, no, that's not rice and peas. It has to be together and it has to have a certain color and stuff. So, yeah. So, so I guess, uh, so are there any authentic Jamaican food restaurants, let's say in the greater Toronto area where somebody wanted to go and try them out? I'm in Ottawa. I don't, I'm not in Toronto. I'm in Ottawa. <laughs> but in Toronto, uh, I don't know much. Okay. I don't know much about Toronto. But what about Ottawa? Are there any authentic Jamaican restaurants in Ottawa? Um, there's one called Little Ochi. Mm-hmm. Um, here in, in at Walkland, there is um, Island Grill. Mm-hmm. There's one called Island Grill. That one, I think you can get Jamaican food from you get jerk chicken, but it, it has a sauce. It's mainly the sauce that you can taste from it. But um, say authentic, authentic. Mm-hmm. Not really, but it is it is the closest to it. All right. All right. Yeah. So so before we wrap it up, uh, Raquel, yeah, are there, I'll leave you with the last words. Anything you want to say? Uh, uh, anything, any, any projects? Or, or if people had to contact you and get in touch with you and with your work, uh, please go for it. Oh, um, for, so for, for me, first of all, Kushal, I, you need to take me to, to India. I need, <laughs> I need to go to India. I've been dying. <laughs> I want to go to India, so... That should be on the table. But um, if any one of your people want to contact me, you can go through. Um, I you can they can contact you, Kushal. Um, you can give my my number to them. I won't tell out my number here. But um, my my Facebook. You can go on Facebook, and I'm on Facebook. It's Jane Jane, and you can contact me from there. I I have TikTok and um. I don't have Instagrammers yet. I'm not, I'm, st- I'm still in the BC age. No, uh, that's okay. That's but, why you're so happy because you're not on social media. I'm not fully no, I'm not fully on social media at all. I'm not on social media. I need to do I need to go go out there, but I need to go out there and put myself out there more. But I'm so scared of social media, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't blame you. Everybody's scared of social media. It just brings the worst out of people. But I, yeah. I guess uh, for, for in my case, it's a part of the trade. So I, I yeah. guess I have to live with it. So I am on social media. But Raquel, it was an absolute pleasure to speak with you. And uh, I wish you nothing but the best. And thank you very much for coming on the podcast and talking with me. And I hope Indians who listen to this today are happy that there are other cultures because the, the beauty of the human race is the diversity that we have. And I think we should celebrate that diversity and learn of each other. And now that you like RRR, there are going Ooh, to be yes. a lot of Indians who like you. <laughs> I love RRR. Man, one of my favorite movies of all times. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys so you know the drill uh you can uh, follow rachel raquel on tiktok or on facebook and if you want to support me you know the drill you can subscribe to the charwork podcast youtube channel you can like this video you can also go on spotify or itunes and leave a rating over there and if you want to become a member you can join on youtube or on patreon or you can send your donations to upi or you can buy the charwork podcast merch i'll see you guys next time until then namaste take care bye bye thank you for having